The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. So apparently uh, the driving test may be about to change. So says the chairperson of the RSA, uh, Liz O'Donnell. We don't know what form that change might take, but my God, lots of people getting in touch with their own suggestions. Connor Faulkner is with me, the transport commentator. Connor, is there a logic to updating it? Well, some, but uh, we shouldn't have false expectations. This isn't going to fix the road safety problem, nor even be a significant contributor. But having said that, the test itself hasn't been updated for a dozen years or so, and probably a couple of things could be tweaked. Mind you, I would suggest that we would be better off tweaking with the compulsory lessons rather than with the test itself. So, for example, on your compulsory lessons, we could include a stipulation whereby there has to be some motorway driving. There's none of that at the moment. Uh, Maybe some bad weather training. We're experiencing more and more of that in winter storms. There's none of that in your driving tuition at the moment. But the test itself is always going to be a little bit limited. It's a 20, 25-minute test. All it does is establish your basic ability to drive the car. Um, So, you know, the bar doesn't go much higher than that. It will filter out people who lack that competence and need more training, but it won't turn a lazy driver into a good driver. It won't give you experience, which we know is what keeps you safe. So as I say, tweak with it, modernise it, maybe, maybe, but let's not kid ourselves. It's it's not going to be uh, the reason why we get to grips with the road safety problem. So, I mean, realistically then, those 12 lessons, are they arguably more important than the test? Oh, maybe yeah. kind of in the minds of older people, and I include myself in that as older <laughs> people who didn't have to go through the 12 lessons. Yeah. The test was, in my mind, is still the be-all and end-all, but maybe that's not reality anymore. Well, I think it's less important. It's still the one thing you have to pass. Yes. Because one thing in life is still binary, Kieran. You either pass the thing <laughs> yeah. or you don't. And when you do, you're a driver. But before then, what's actually more important is the 12 lessons, or more specifically, their 12 modules. It, you know, it might take you more than 12 to get through them, but they cover the basics of driving. And they mean that when you turn up to the driving test, you're prepared. Now, as I say, those modules maybe could do with a little work. It seems a bit incongruous that there's nothing about motorways in this day and age. And as I say, there's other things that you might bring in, um, sensitivity in cities for, for vulnerable road users, etc. Liz O'Donnell herself made the point that we have e-vehicles on the landscape now. Um, in road safety terms, probably no different from a bicycle, but nevertheless more of them. Maybe as we're teaching people how to drive, we need a little bit more training mm. or awareness as to that sort of thing. So, um, you know, every good sense to modernise it. It's only done periodically. Um, And taken in in partnership with those 12 lessons, it's a good way of preparing somebody to get on the road. But it's only ever going to be a spot check. Um, One of the things I said is the group most likely to pass first time are young males. And yet we know that young males are statistically high risk. So a test itself was only ever really going to measure ability and, and ability isn't really the problem. It's more behaviour and concentration that are the problem. Stay with us because Brenda Bulger's on the line as well from the Bulger School of Motoring. Brenda, do you think the test should be changed? And if so, in what way? actually agree with Connor on this on 95% of his points. Um, he's absolutely right. We have no motorway testing in there whatsoever. It's illegal for a provisional licence holder or learner permit holder to be on the motorway. But if you get your full licence tomorrow, you can go from Cork to Belfast un- in the, on the motorways uninhibited with absolutely no supervision going on there. And it's something that you've never done before, but you're expected to have the competence levels to do that. And it is so, so difficult, even as an experienced driver, to be able to navigate your way around the the motorway system. 
and remain focused mm. all that time. It is definitely something that needs to be done. And as Connor had said there, the EDT lessons, the 12 mandatory lessons that you have to take, they absolutely have to be reassessed and readjusted 100%. It is similar to a one size fits all model. So for example, on lesson number one, you would teach somebody how to, you know, make the car stop and make the car go. Yeah. That, that basically what the functions are, what they do, how they work together. On lesson number two, if you go through the booklet that accompanies the uh, logbook the learners are provided with, it talks about navigating roundabouts. Nobody in their right mind as a driving instructor is going to allow a learner driver on their second lesson even utter the word roundabout, let alone have a notion <laughs> of driving on one. But one of the things that's crucial here that Connor almost touched on was the driving instructors need to have the training to be able to train the people. One of the things we need to do here is not just introduce mandatory training for people who are learning to drive with their 12 EDT lessons, mm. but if you want to become a driving instructor, there's no required training. Sorry, there's, say that again. I could, I could become a driving instructor tomorrow. You would have to go through three exams. You have to be successful in those exams, but you are not required to. Okay, so there there is a test, training. but there's no there's no unlike the actual driving test, which includes twelve lessons. There's no lessons, no course of study, nothing. Just pass this test, and off you go. There is a theory test and you can study for that. There is a practical driving test. I actually had a lady, I, I train driving instructors and I had a lady with me just Saturday gone and we did her first assessment and I gave her a report sheet, went through the findings and gave her some constructive feedback. And she said, oh my God, I have a license 30 years. I thought I was a great driver, but now that you're highlighting these things, you're right. I don't check my mirrors on a regular basis. And I, Brenda, can I ask about, you know, some people are getting in touch with, with, with shortcomings they see in the test. And maybe like me, there are people who didn't have to do the 12 lessons and just did the test. And they talk about, you know, doing three point turns, but not having to park. A lot of people talking about motorways, uh, others picking up on Connor's point, not interacting with those more vulnerable road users as well that we all have to get more used to, particularly if there's going to be more and more people cycling and on e-scooters um, and what have you. Are, are they accommodated for, obviously not the motorway driving, as you've said, but the other things? Do you do parking in those 12 lessons? The I do. I absolutely cover parking for sure. And there's, there's an awful lot of do people, Do you have to do it? It's it's mentioned in some of them that you should cover parking. But the the issue that you have is you get at 12 an hour with the students because anything more than that, you're going to start suffering from sensory overload trying to teach them. Mm. The way the system is set up at the moment is they should have one lesson with an instructor and three lessons with a sponsor driver. Now, the three lessons with the sponsor driver would indicate that they need to have access to a vehicle that they are insured on or if they don't have that, every fourth lesson with an instructor would be one of their EDT, which brings it up to about 36 lessons instead of 12, which is quite the outlay for people who don't have access to a vehicle. So the parking is covered. I always do reverse parking with them because you will be required to park to go into your test and you will be required to park to come out of your test. But if you go through some of the information that's required for somebody on an EDT, there can be six or seven different 
modules within six or seven different tasks within one module that you're trying to cover within that one 60 minutes. So you have to pick the ones that are suitable for your students' level of learning mm. and their skill level and try to bring it that way. But I think you're right. We need a parallel park. We need bay parking. In terms of interacting with other vulnerable road users, there's not really a scenario where we can construct that realistically because you have to come out of your test you share the road with all the other road users and even the testers the rsa the driver themselves they're all at the behest of the road conditions and the traffic conditions at the time so unless you want people to you know volunteer their services to drive around on their scooters or bicycles it's yeah it's a hard connor connor faulkner said with us that is a hard one to replicate for a test isn't it despite you know, the logic of, of maybe having to do it. It is, it is. And you're not going to duplicate those real world scenarios. You're just not. The real world is too rich, too complicated, too multifactorial. Mm. You're not going to have a standard test unless, for example, you were to test on a simulator, which, you know, it's done in some other country, but I, I wouldn't recommend it here. The other thing worth saying is that although there is no compulsory train the trainer, if you like, from the RSA, but the, the process of being a driving instructor is an awful lot better than it used to be. You do now at least have to be an accredited driving instructor in good standing with the RSA. There was a time when I was lobbying lobbying on this 15 years and so ago where there were no rules whatsoever. I mean, you know, you could be fresh out, you could be a serial killer fresh out of the joy without even having a driving license and you could set up your driving school. It was ludicrous. Now, the the instructors themselves are actually a good cohort of people trying to do their best in an unregulated landscape. But it's a better regulated landscape than it used to be. And you could always add to the richness of the learning process. Uh, But again, you know, a question of degree. There will be drivers who, you know, will take several goes of the test, may need lots and lots and lots of instruction. Mm. There's others who breeze through. And I make the point again, you know, the group most likely to breeze through are young males. You know, it's the physical skill of the car is not the problem here. It's how they wind up behaving as free and independent drivers. How much do you interpret this as kind of part of the attempts in the RSA and by extension government as well to make the road safer? In the light of, of, of kind of increased road deaths this year? Well, I, ju- I try not to be cynical because, you know, a lot of those people have been working very hard and very sincerely on road safety, but there's a palpable sense that everybody is looking to do something because the figures are so bad this year. So, you know, Jack Chambers, what, what has he come up with? Three or four new laws that have been brainstormed up in the last couple of months. You know, I'd rather have thought through with greater care than just brainstormed up in the response to, uh, to rising road deaths. And I don't really mind too much if we lower speed limits or tighten the test or or double penalty points or this, that and the other. But one thing we have to do if we're serious is is go back to beefing up enforcement. Ireland used to have a very good road safety record. Ten years ago, our road safety record was so good that we were literally statistically up there with the safest in the world, as good as the Swedes. That's how good we were. Mm. What has stopped, what has changed since then, size of the guard the traffic corps has halved level of enforcement on the road just isn't there the way it used to be. Now, if you're not fixing that, then don't tell me about your clever new laws because you're not really getting to the heart of solving the problem. Uh, Conor Faulkner, transport commentator, Brenda Bulger from the Bulger School of Motoring. Thank you both uh, very much. Changing a tyre in first aid, says one listener. That's what should be included. Plenty of people actually suggesting that there should have to be some element of nighttime driving, either in your uh, lessons uh, or the test. Uh, and plenty of people as well uh, agreeing with the issue on motorways. We definitely need to teach people how to drive on and merge onto motorways. That one from Fiona, but plenty others, like I say, in agreement with her. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.